Birds podcast number nine. Um, another guest for you today, so we're joined by Graven Harris, he's a PT uh, in Glasgow, so thanks Graven mate, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me mate, I, I really you. appreciate it. I know you'll be very busy during these times, so <laughs> try and fill uh-huh. in a wee bit. <laughs> I know me, I know. So what's been happening? What's, what's been the latest, what's been going on since lockdown of you? Because um, you were fairly new into the, the PT business, which we'll go into kind of obviously a bit later on, but um, how's it been since it's all kind of shut down? Has it put a a bit of hope on things for you or I mean in terms of in terms of everything in general um I mean I started off my PT business like I started off on a boom uh-huh. um and I was expecting to carry on that through throughout the, um, the dual duration I had some plans that I was going to do for my business later on in the year mm-hmm. um, but obviously that stopped um but I have to take a look at both sides of the spectrum um because at the moment I have a family I have a, I have a baby on the way as well so um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, as well. Thank you, mate. Thank you. So I think it happens at a good time where I can spend time at home yeah. while work and other ways in which I can develop my business going forward. You understand? So yeah. it is, I would say so. You're a wee bit blurry there, but what I'd like to know is where is it you do your PT from? Are you. Because Obviously, we had Graham on, and he was saying like uh, they're doing a lot of online stuff. And uh-huh. I, I do we know at your Instagram, and it's just, it's just, it's just. I feel like Gav brings these people to their podcast, and they're just pure, <laughs> incredibly handsome, and it pure annoys me. Trying to get a really good haircut, and I've been on like three stones since lockdown came in, and these guys he brings are pure fit and beautiful. And it's pure, <laughs> I just feel I'm like cry. <laughs> I so. No, let, let, let Graven tell me about the, go, but he's online stuff. Are you doing online stuff or are you, are you just... Yeah, so when I started out, um, I started out back in January. I'm just going to tell you about my journey, really. So I started back out, um, started out in January. And um, I, I operate from Everlast Gym in the fort. Um, started out fairly new. So my prospect, my perspective about, about the business was to go out there and meet as many people as I can and um, try to build um, a portfolio for myself and work my way up. Um, in terms of online coaching, I'm not fully into the online side of things at the moment because I don't think I have the necessary tools to work with the people. And I'd rather to have, have the knowledge, I, I, I would say, yeah. but I'd rather yeah. develop my knowledge, get the right tools before I go over to online coaching. So I've been doing some online coaching, but not, not, not many. Um, but mainly my coaching is mainly one-to-one face-to-face Hey, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, sorry. sorry, Gav, that's pure ruined your running order. No, thing. no, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. so upset. He was like, <laughs> <laughs> We've got loads to cover anyway. So, oh, my God. Um, but I, I was, what I was going to say next was obviously just telling people about yourself. So uh-huh. um, you're obviously starting out in the PT business back in January. Um, yeah. Done really well for your first few months. Um, yeah. You're also a, a, quite a successful male model. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, as you can tell. Um, but I, so we'll go, we'll go back. So, for anybody that doesn't recognise uh, the accent, so you're, you're from Jamaica. Yes, I am. Brilliant. So from the, the sunny country, the sunny travel. <laughs> That's why I try to lap up the sun, mate, because we don't get much of it My here. So God. this, this is the sunny country as of ah, exactly. like, since this, the start of lockdown. <laughs> the sunniest country ever. It came at the wrong time, eh? I know, I know. <laughs> I know. It came at the right what, time for me. I've, 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 I've. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was it like, so you just going back, so what, what was it like growing up in Jamaica? Whereabouts in Jamaica did you grow up? And 
really anything together. Okay, so in, in Jamaica, Jamaica is not a big country. Um, I think the last time they had a population census was, I think, over 3 million. Um, so it's, it's, it's a small country. And um, it's, it's subdivided into four, four parishes, right? I'm located, um, I came from the, the middle of Jamaica, which is called St. Anne. So it's, a, it's the biggest parish in Jamaica. Right. And um, it's what we call a garden parish. So that's where all the beaches are, the rivers are, and everything. And um, people like Bob Marley, Marcus Garvey, are nice. from the same kind nice. of central, you understand? So um, I'm, I'm from a little town outside the main cities, um, which is called Brownstone. Um, it's like a countryside, um, but it has a great community. It's a great family vibe, you understand? Um, so it's, it's, it's a good place to grow. Yeah. So, were you all the way through now? Like, obviously, nowadays, this Jamaica is like a destination that everybody yeah. goes to. And were you like at, at that area, or were you at a, like a total town that nobody can have, like tourists didn't come to? Or? So, my town, yeah, they call it the bush, right? So, you don't want to come to the bush at all. No, the bush, right? <laughs> you don't want to go to the bush at all. So, we, um, on the north coast, that's where all the, the tourist industries are you know yeah. like the hotels or the destinations that's where we, that's where um all the popular destinations are me myself i used to work in a resort nice so i used to work in a resort i used to do housekeeping in a resort and um many people from my district used to come to the, to the north coast of, mm-hmm. of, of saint Anne to seek employment because they're not many employment where i'm from because it's so country and so rural um there's not many opportunities um <laughs> So yeah, the main the main part of this um, the destination was in the north coast of Jamaica. So did you need to move to the north coast, or could you? No, I, I travel, I commute, um, commute half an hour. It was I think it was half an really? hour distance between. So it's not too far. It's not too how, far away. Big, I need to find out how big Jamaica is. I thought it was a huge. Even you said, even you said three million people. I thought that was like I thought it was way more than that. I thought it was quite <laughs> a big country. It's, it's not a big country at all. It's very very small. Very very small. Is it quite a big bit of land? Because yes. I was going to say, because if you were looking at a map, for example, it looks bigger than what it probably it's, is. It's exactly. 10,992 square metres. No idea. No, I don't have a clue. <laughs> well, I'm going to compare it to something for you now, he's saying. But the, the population is at 9.235 million, so people must have, left. People must have left, Graven. You were so close, my God. I was so close, mate. Am That's I embarrassing, by the way. I should have known. <laughs> Who's that embarrassing? I don't even know the population of Scotland. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how close you were to it. <laughs> well, you learn something every day. I know. Exactly. What was the results yeah. that you worked for? Was it like Rio? Was it one of the big well-known ones? Yeah, so the resort I worked for, um, that was in, it's, it's in operation for almost, I would say 20 years, actually. Wow. So it's relatively new. Um, it has been renovated. Yeah. And it's one of the most popular destinations in that region. Because you, um, called because of you. <laughs> I wish that was the case. If that was the case, I wouldn't be here now. You wouldn't have left. Right, so in comparison, Scotland's 80,077 square metres. There you so, go. Do you, want to get, do, you, do you want to guess the population? Do you want to guess population of Scotland 900,000. 600,000. Is it? Oh, no, no sorry. Evan, sorry. Just 50, 50 million? 6 million. Ah, 6.2. 5.4. Close. 5.4. In comparison, Scotland is eight times the size of Jamaica. That is mental. That's wild. It's, 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 People it's talk smart. about Jamaica way more than Scotland. I can't believe how uh, tiny this place is. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
That's for a week, eh? I know, I know. Um, see, see, just we were talking about, like, back in Jamaica, what's, because your family's still in Jamaica, is that right? Yeah, so my immediate family are in Jamaica. I have, I have yeah. some family in London as well, but uh, yeah. my cousins and my auntie, but my mum, my dad, my sisters, everyone is in Jamaica. And is it, have you got quite a big family? Are you brothers or sisters? Or? Um, to be honest, um, not really. So in terms of siblings, it's six of us all together. That's huge. So, yeah. <laughs> so many kids, man. I've, I've known families that has 14, 15, well, 16. I know, I know. So uh, it's, it's relatively small for us, you know? Goes to show if there's no iPads out there. And, <laughs> you know. You just need to find entertainment, eh? Exactly. This is true. This is what's, so the, what's the script with um, coronavirus or COVID-19 over in Jamaica? Is it... Has it had as, as bad an effect as it has? No, no, it's not, it's not, it's not as bad. Um, the, the coronavirus was started in a, um, in a call center there. Um, oh, wow. And um, it was just one, just a small region it was affecting at the time. The last time I checked, the last time I checked, it was a, roughly about 70 cases right. um, and about five deaths or something. So it's not, it's not really, it's not really affected them that much, to be honest. That's cool how for that. Like you keep in touch and you keep up to date with it. Current affairs in Jamaica are actually cool. I, mean, I try my best. Sometimes I try to keep away, but I try my best, you know. I suppose because if you, if you see something you didn't like, you know, and your family's over there, mm. it's miles away, and you're thinking exactly oh, stress yeah, me out. Definitely. So what what was your kind of what's that kind of average upbringing then in, in Jamaica? Can you talk us through what what it was like? So you said obviously later on in life you started working at a kind of resort and stuff like that. What, yeah. what sort of things did you have to keep yourself entertained then if you didn't have like, so, like an iPad or whatever? Did you? Just, just lift weights and that's why the size you are just now. <laughs> Mate, I'm going to be honest with you, right? You see, in Jamaica, I've never come close to a computer. Obviously, we have computer classes in school. That's the only time I come close to a computer. But there's so many activities in Jamaica that we can do that kids don't really get the time to go around a computer, iPod or laptop or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just all outdoor activities. And it's, I think it's mainly because of the, the sunshine and the heat. It's always warm, so there's no need to be inside the house. So yeah. we have sports like dominoes. We play dominoes, ludo. We play on uh, on the street football, cricket, all of those sports every single day. You know, so it's always busy. In terms of growing up, um, I would say Jamaica is like a it's a family oriented country. Um, and I will give you an example. Since I've come here, right? I don't know my neighbors, right? Right. And maybe they're busy. Maybe I'm busy. Probably that's one of the reasons why I don't know them. But in Jamaica, I remember my mom used to say to me, Grevin, I have no salt or I have no sugar. Can you go down to Miss Laverne to get some sugar for me? And I would just go down there, knock her door and say, Mom, Mom needs some sugar. She'll send it back tomorrow. You know? So it's like a community. And we're so close, you know? You definitely... Sorry, mate. I was just going to say back, like, in maybe the... the I'm going to say the 90s, I would say. Maybe even the yeah. early 2000s. Uh-huh. People with people... Like within Glasgow, at least that I can speak for, would know their neighbours and you'd be like best friends with them and they would uh-huh. let them let each other look after their kids. Exactly. Um, but I, d- I don't know. I feel like, like like technology has took that away from everyone. Exactly, like, mate. I think I think it's a technology, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, so I gave you any sort of like, like, can you imagine how many people would allow their kids just to? Go and meet somebody in the street. Go back to the house. Uh, just when it happened, uh-huh, 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 do you know no, what I mean? No, and I no, think, exactly. not even well, obviously technology to a certain degree. But when you think about how how much the media, like you hear about a lot more now, so that's why you're more scared. Scared. Uh-huh. Aye, aye. So 
Especially used to his parents. There was, a, probably. There was some article I was, um This app's came out, it's been downloaded 40 million times. I think it's called Snap Something. Mm-hmm. What it is, though. And uh, it's, it's hacking people's phones. Uh, 40 million people have downloaded this app and it's hacked their phones and it's stealing all their bank details and just robbing them. Well, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to just get rid of your phone and everything, but just, <laughs> you, you know, can't, you can't. Really happen, it's, it's, it's impossible. See if, we was well, see if we were all as wealthy as Ed Sheeran, then <laughs> he doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have a phone. I know, I know. Wild. Anyway, back to the, the most bloody healthiest fit guy in this bloody room anyway. Seem <laughs> 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 well, so, you talk about the, the sort of employment situation. So uh, mm-hmm. in Jamaica, obviously you, um, you worked in the resort, but mm-hmm. is it quite hard to get a job without some sort of experience? Does people go to trades or... Is it more like, because um, there's quite a lot of like athletic um, superstar like Usain Bolt and yeah. all these sort of sprinters and stuff. Do you, do you get quite a lot of time invested in you when it comes to sport? Or yeah, so in terms of in in terms of employment, um, employment is very little, and that's why you see so many Jamaicans trying to find life um, in different countries. You know, trying to migrate away from Jamaica. Yeah. Um, we have so many experienced people in Jamaica that cannot find a job because the industries and the opportunities there are very small. So um, we, we, we own factories, we own sugarcane, but all of those are sold out. Um, so actually giving away the opportunity for a person to get a job that they're really skilled at. So the jobs that are taking over Jamaica now are like construction, because people are building every day in Jamaica. Um, it's just a continuous cycle. Um, but the number one, the number one job um, in Jamaica is working in the tourism industry. Yeah. You know? Is that is that like the the big thing in Jamaica? Like that it's becoming such a tourist attraction. Is exactly, that... exactly, and um, that's where many I've I've, I've seen many of my my, my colleague my, my school my school um, friends go to university, got a degree, can I get a job? Straight to a hotel, you know. So yeah. that's the way it is, and um, I think the, the opportunities in Jamaica are very very small. Yeah, because quite a lot of the Caribbean uh, like sort of cruise ships and stuff they all dock in Jamaica as well, don't they? Yeah, yeah. A few days I've seen. Yeah. That. But um, did you do anything else? Did you? Sorry, mate, on you. No, I was going to say, like, if is there any rhyme or reason behind why Jamaica's like so good at athletics? Like, is there a secret? Are you what's in the water? Like, what's the diet? Like, <laughs> because it, it could, like, there's such a history of Jamaica. It's no such a like a wealthy country and exactly like, like trading. It's just so famous. I, I just for athletics and. Bob exactly. Marley and like musicians and stuff like that. I think it's mainly it's mainly down to down to obviously genetics have a lot to do with it, you know. Yeah. Um, genetics have a lot to do with it, but I think I think in a place like Jamaica where there's not many things taking you taking away from taking your like or distracting, I should say. Yeah. Um, obviously now social media is taking over, so Jamaica is getting more social media popular. Um, but when I was growing up as a child, I used to play different sports. I used to play football basketball, cricket, I used to run. I was I was a sports personality of the year in my school. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was actually I was I was actually quite popular in, 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 in the space of sports. And one of the reasons why I was so focused because I didn't have anything distracting me. Yeah. And um, I think that's what happened to most Jamaicans, you know? Um most most people say it's the food. Um but I think <laughs> it's just a level of distraction. How how old are you Gavin? Sorry, just to... I'm 31, mate. I'm going to be 32, 32 in July coming, the 1st of oh, July. Actually. I'm 32 in September. I've been trying oh, to keep yeah, it a secret, but if I can be, <laughs> like, 
I'm, 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 I'm the same age as, as Greven, so I've, there's hope for me yet. <laughs> um, but just like, see, when I, I just Googled like, the, the, the famous athletes in Jamaica, obviously Usain Bolt, uh-huh. uh, Shelly Ann, she was one of the, the one of the fastest women, eh? Like she, she was quite yes. famous. Asafa Powell. Asafa Powell. Uh, and then exactly. you look back and some of them, I don't really recognise these people, but I'm sure that if it's all athletics, there's no, like, my, my God, man. How, how big a star is Usain Bolt in Jamaica? Is he just like idolised? He's a god. I've never met him before, but he's a god there, you know? And um, you, you can't imagine um, Jamaica being such a small country and, yeah. you know, um, he has popularised Jamaica. Um, obviously, Bob Marley has been the first one to popularise Jamaica back yeah. then. Um, but Usain Bolt has came in our generation um, yeah. to popularise us again. So it's great. And they love him there. They love him I there, you know? I think he was, he just, Brought this coolness about sport. Like, <laughs> he's just, so, he's so cool, just, isn't he? He's so relaxed. He's just, his net worth is $90 million. I know. I watched the, the, the documentary they had of him. Mm-hmm. And it, his training was so, like, there, was, there wasn't technology used. There wasn't this. So, like, we need to see what your, your resting heart rate is. Or exactly. His heart rate is. Sorry, just trained. Bubble there. Um, he just trained. He's just training. training so much, didn't he? Like, <laughs> he's trainer, he's trainer, he's just, he's just hated it. Do, do you know what I'm just thinking about there? See, um, the reason everybody probably sees Jamaica is, no, obviously, I don't know how many people watch athletics and blah, 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 uh-huh. but have you, you ever seen Cool Runnings? Of course, man. Of oh, course. Yeah, that, of course that, he's seen Cool that, Runnings. <laughs> that was the first time, and you kind of think, you can see when you talk about the sense of community and stuff like that, that's yeah. in that film, and then obviously the they're sprinters and then they turn into obviously the Jamaican boxing team stuff like that. Exactly, funny, exactly. You need to now give like, a, a detailed uh, play-by-play like cool <laughs> runnings. Like, you need to tell us how it started, how, how it started. <laughs> <laughs> let us know. Like, we'll have a cool runnings podcast, right? But you see, the thing is, you see, the thing is with, with, podcast, with um, cool, cool runnings, right? I was really, I was really young there, right? really, really young. And I remember um, off the back of my head, someone was saying like, there's a, there's a roller derby or a car show going on down in Discovery Bay. That's about 20 minutes from my house, really. And I didn't really, I didn't really take it, but a lot of my friends went. And when I saw the movie published and it, it, it went so big, I'm like, oh, no, I should have been there. <laughs> I, should have, I should have been there, you know? It's... Oh, so, so that's when they were filming? Yes, when they were filming. Oh, man. And I missed not, it. Did they not tell you that they were filming? Or like, was it just you had to guess? Or... Well, I, I think they told me, um, uh, if I can remember properly, but I was too busy thinking about football at the time. I, right, I, I, you're I, focused. You know? I'm focused. <laughs> exactly. I'm focused. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that was, I mean, I loved that movie so much, man. Oh, like, it's so good, was not it? Sanka, you so, did? Yeah. Uh, started. Yeah, <laughs> Sanka, uh, kiss my lucky egg. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's on, I got Disney Plus when lockdown right, started. I watched it as well, mate. I watched uh, it. Uh, I got it from a wee girl and I've watched Frozen like 800 times, but Cool Running is on it, man. I'm like, oh, it's like your cool childhood. Is. It's so your childhood. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but, yeah. like, but anyway, <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, she, she was talking about employment and you said you were up in the resort. Was there anything else that you'd done or you kind of worked towards when you were there? Well, um, in terms of, no. Because yeah. honestly, I thought, I thought personally I was going to be a professional footballer. You know that's, cool. that that was my drive, and I've I've gotten so many opportunities to to to, to be a professional, you know. But it was all all taken over by politics, and 
you know. Um, it, it stopped my drive a little bit, and then I've, I have to fall back on something that I didn't really want to do. Um, nevertheless, I really enjoyed it um, because I, I met a few people around the world from, from different countries, and it, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. Um, but that's the only thing I did as, jo- as a job when I was there. How, how do you mean politics? Sorry, it's just... Uh... Are you allowed Sorry. to speak about it? Do you not? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. It's, it's, I mean, you know, visas and stuff that might be an issue, but if you were good enough, like, what, what so happened? in terms of, I've been to, I've been to so many trials um, uh-huh. as a, as a player, and um, I'm not saying it's because it's me, but um, I know that I had the quality back then to be a good footballer. You know. Um, the people knew, my family knew, and I got so many opportunities. I went to to, to trials for Jamaica on numerous occasions, and um, I remember the last the last trial that I went to. Um, I was actually playing dominoes, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> I was playing dominoes with my friend. I was gambling at the time. I hope my mom is not listening. But <laughs> <laughs> I was gambling, and um, I had a five hundred dollar Jamaican note, and I put a five hundred dollar Jamaican note down, and um, I was playing first game. And I lost the first game, and then I got a phone call. So the phone call came through, and um, it was a coach of Jamaica at the time. And um, hi, Griffin, how are you doing? And I'm like, who is this? And um, he, he told me his name, and um, he was like, I'm calling you because I, I watched you, um, I scouted you at a, at a football game, and I really like how you play. I want you invited to a trial. And um, I said, okay, fine, fair enough. Um, when is it? He was like, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to take you on a trip, trip with us that we're going to, to Brazil in the next next two weeks. Okay. Um, but I wanted to get your passport and everything ready. At that time, I didn't have a passport. Oh. And um, mate, honest to God, I run away and left my money. My, my money was on the table. I don't care anymore because I'm going to be rich, eh? Yeah. So I left my money on the table and ran to my mom and we went to Kingston the next day. And um, I got my passport express for the following day. And I was just here waiting, you know, made a few phone calls to find out when I should come to the camp. And then, boom, next thing you know, they all, they were in Brazil. Um, so they left me. And the person that they took, at the time, didn't qualify to play for, for Jamaica. Um, but just the politics of things, you know. Um, his mom was a, was a member of parliament. So that's what, that's what I mean about politics there. Nice. A wee bit kind of corrupt. Almost. Yes, like, yes, yes. Right. It's the same as most things. It's always who, it's always who you know. It's not who you know, you know. me. Exactly. Uh, Definitely. Um, oh man, that's that's devastating. I feel that um, <laughs> we're going to create like a fives team at this podcast because <laughs> I, I, I want to see how good Greven is, and I feel that Ryan was giving it big licks. And I feel that <laughs> if a guy was going to play for his country, and and Ryan just played fives, so <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time, man. That's a long time ago. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, not that good anymore. Played, have you not played football really? I've played in a long time, honestly. Honestly, I haven't played oh, in a long wow. time. So I need to, I need to get back to you. I think never lose it, mate. Nah, well, exactly. I've, I've, I've never had it, so I don't know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jamaica, it's, 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 mm-hmm. for as much as it's a friendly, beautiful, amazing country, uh-huh. places that like tourists shouldn't go. So mm-hmm. it's got a high crime rate. Have you ever experienced anything like that, or have you? Have you so in in terms of in terms of because everything is actually published, you know, um, just just for control, really. Um, I wouldn't say Jamaica is a place that no one shouldn't go. Obviously, you're gonna have some places that are a bit dangerous than some. Yeah, I've had friends. Um, I've had to uh, one of my best friends. He went there and yeah, he had the best time of his life. Like he couldn't believe how like exactly he couldn't believe, but. 
I would expect you to have like, the best time of your life if you went there. Um, yes, but there are times because everywhere have bad places and stuff. But um, I would say the most dangerous place in Jamaica at the present moment is Kingston. And um, the reason why it's so difficult, um, yet again, is through um, dangerous is through politics. Um, they are mainly like inner cities or, or garrisons, as you, as you would say, um, in Kingston that is separated by, by just fence. So you have one neighborhood, another neighborhood there, and they all fight against each other. So some places, this neighborhood cannot go over to that neighborhood and vice versa. Very dangerous in the inner cities, um, but it's a place where they fight for a cause, if you, do, if you know what I mean. Um, they won't just see you on the street and hurt you or harm you. Um, I would say Kingston is the most dangerous place in Jamaica. What, what, are, they, what are they fighting for? What, what, what's, what's going on with the, the government and the people? Or, do you know? Or? It's, it's mainly, it's mainly poverty. Yeah, it's mainly, it's mainly poverty. It's, it's, it's a poverty-stricken um, city um, in terms of in, in Jamaica altogether. It's one of them places where if 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 you have that kind of place on your on your CV, you won't get a job. So people turn to the likes of crime, criminality, um, just to just to make a make a living. You understand? Yeah. Um, and yeah, again, it's down to politics again. I found um, I went to it's not it's not Jamaica. It was it was Cape Verde. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it was one of it was only two two hotels in the island at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got my money and I didn't know what to expect and I was taking mm-hmm. it like so well. And I got really friendly with one of the, the kind of porters. He was running like from the pool and making sure everything was okay. Yeah. I was like, so so what's what's a job like here? Like what, what do you earn? He's like, he's told me how much it was in that currency. It worked out. I just I, I'm really nosy, so I, I googled what it was <laughs> and pounds. Okay. It was like. I was getting paid like three pounds a day. I felt Whoa. so I felt so horrible. It was nothing against whatever they're doing. That might be a lot yeah. of money with regards to that currency, and he can buy loads. I just felt so bad. And like, just like giving him like, like, like some money because he was such a cool guy and oh, so so generous. I for yeah. for for me, what is it for me? Like I'm no rich by any means. I'm sitting on a floor just now. <laughs> 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 um, uh, but nah, like. like it doesn't go about like what money you've got, or like, these people are just so valuable when it comes to like, an economy. So exactly, oh, exactly. Does they're quite within the rights to fight for just like, equality? That's they're just looking to be treated with regards to the, like, the pyramid. Of, like, uh, the rich, the rich these yeah. people are running governments should be paid exactly. well, and the people in the office paid well, and then the people who are. Like, That's similar to what you were talking about when you'd went to um, Kenny done a bit of traveling and you'd went to thailand and stuff like that and you say that you you've, you're made to feel like you're rich even though you're, you're not like you're, you're just not normal do you know what i mean uh-huh. in, our, in our world but uh-huh. you go somewhere else you can uh it's, it's mental do you oh, feel yeah, that right. see have you been back to jamaica since you've left yeah i've been back i've been back from five times i think yeah. five times so like, are you are you kind of seen as a bit of a Yes, mate, to be honest, yes, uh, yes. Um and it's, it's a bit uncomfortable as well, if I can be honest with you. Um because you know, I'm nowhere near rich. Yeah. Um I may have a good lifestyle, but at the same time I'm just a normal person, you understand? So when I go back home, I want to go back home as a person that left home and just coming back to just relax, you know. I don't want to come back into a society that people think I'm a rich person because I'm not. Nah, um, you celebrate like uh, I don't know. People are, the, the world's just weird. Like, like people hate seeing other people being successful and other people yeah. celebrate it. Like, I, I love seeing like all my friends doing really well and 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's just a shame that some people just get envious and jealous and I just you know, it's a shame. I wouldn't say, to, to be honest, I wouldn't say it's about jealousy um, in, in, in my perspective because you see, a lot of things, um, a lot of people in Jamaica don't really have the experience in, in certain stuff. So in, in, in the likes of going to a place like Britain, America, um, generally they believe that it's a land of opportunities, which technically they have more opportunities here than what we have in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, but they don't realize that you need to work twice as hard as mm-hmm. you would work in Jamaica. And um, that's where the problem comes. So we, we, here we pay like council tax, we pay like TV license, we don't pay that in Jamaica. And um, people don't realize that we have to pay double, we have to work double to pay double. Um, so I think it's just a, a knowledge gap and sometimes you, need, you just need to tell them what it is like for them to understand um, what it is like, you know? So it's maybe just information that they're information. lacking. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't, pay a, don't pay your TV license. Just, 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 <laughs> um, just never. Quick, Google that quickly. You just don't pay that. It's stupid. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, so you, before you left Jamaica, like you're grown up, you were quite lucky. You didn't have any like, sort of violence. I don't know. It was no instances where you had big violence. It was all kind of elsewhere. I mean, in terms of in terms of um, where I'm from, violence was very limited. It's like if if, if there's a crime or there's a death, for example, it's, it's like a shock to the community because everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's not so popular. But I've witnessed it before, right in front of my eyes and stuff. Um, but it's, it's like a shock to me. But when you go to certain places like Kingston, it's like a norm. Mm-hmm. You understand? So well, that's yeah. good. Then that's good. I suppose it could be could be definitely worse off. Exactly. Right. Um, right. What sort of? Um, so you were always quite athletic. I'm assuming being playing football and stuff like that, you're taking it quite seriously. Uh-huh. What sort of fitness training could you do? In Jamaica, when it comes to equipment, and was it was you kind of sport specific? Were you training primarily for football, or were you just were you always into kind of shape or body yeah. or whatever like that? Yeah. So before I came to Britain, I've never been. I've never put my foot in a gym. I've never. I've never seen a gym where I'm from. Oh, wow. I've never amazing. been in a gym. <laughs> Everything is just sport specific. Um, yeah. We used to train for football every single day. We play football every single day of my life in Jamaica and um, other sports that we that we cricket, football, basketball, running, athletics, all of that. Um, just just mainly sports specific. Um, I only started training, I would say, when I came to came to Glasgow actually, which was uh, six years ago. And that's when I started my training journey um, in the gym physically. Did you so did you move to London first? No, so I moved from Glasgow, sorry, sorry, from Jamaica, sorry, to a place called Kilwinning. In oh, Irishire. Yeah, you know Kill Winnie, right? Heard of, I don't. I, don't <laughs> I could never point it in a map. So, when I left from Jamaica, um, obviously I lived in the countryside and um, I always wanted to be a city boy, you know, I always, always want to be in a city and see what a city life is. And I thought that's what I was coming to. So <laughs> when, when the plane landed in Glasgow Airport and I saw the lights, I'm like, whoa, I was so happy, I was so buzzing. And then I'm going further and further away from the lights. Yeah, and I'm like, where am I going? <laughs> so I, I lived in Kilwinning um, for about a year. Then I moved to Irvine, in the same place in Ayrshire. Then I moved to Salcoats. And then I moved to Adrorson, same place in, um, in Ayrshire. And then I'm like, my life is getting worse here. Um, <laughs> no, let's come to Glasgow. But it's a, it's a beautiful place, beautiful people. Don't get me wrong. So you, why did you end up in Scotland? Like, did you just throw a dart at the globe? Like? <laughs> you see, one of the things, I, I, tell this, I tell this story all the time. 
um, when I was in Jamaica, I was listening to an advert. And the advert, um, it's a Scottish advert, and the advert goes like this. So I'm going to try to give him yes, my, best, yes. my best Scottish accent. <laughs> go. So the, the advert was like, Scotland may surprise you, the things you may see, the place you may go, and the things you may be. So this year, surprise yourself. Visit Scotland. And that was me in Scotland next year, right? <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> but that's, that, that's not actually the, the right story. Um, my my ex-partner um, is Scottish. And um, I'm oh, really okay. to be with her back then. Right. And so that's what you, came over. You've pretty much done a tour of, of Ayrshire then before you actually made yes. it to Glasgow. Have you, you've, seen, you've seen more of Scotland than me. No, I, I've, I've been around the blogs, yeah. Good. Good. Did you did you enjoy it? Like I know you said you were kind of far away from the lights and stuff, but did you enjoy it when you were there? Or I mean, it was I, a bit small. It was it was small for me, and um, coming from a place like Jamaica, to be honest, it's bad to even say small. To be totally honest, but um, I had a perspective of what I want to achieve um, when I came to Scotland and how I want to achieve it, and um, I I just believe that where I was wasn't the right place for me. Um, I was the only black person in the neighborhood. Um, so that alone, I, I didn't have that community kind of vibe. You understand? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have no friends. It took me It took me about six to seven months before I started getting into society. My first job was, I came I came to Scotland in it was January 2011. My first job was in August. So um, as you can see, um, I cannot meet anyone. I cannot see anyone. Um, so it was really tough. It was a challenging time, honestly. Right. Especially because you, when you think about um, it's different growing up somewhere, but if you if you go into somewhere totally new and you're mm-hmm. not working, you're not at school or college or university. Exactly. Who are you going to meet? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Me, I used to I used to watch Emmerdale every day, <laughs> and Coronation Street. <laughs> and honestly, Corey, if it comes on my TV now, or once I hear that sound, I'm switching the TV off. <laughs> you're sitting just saying it. Corey, Jeremy, Kyle. Exactly. Um, so, so you adapt, did, did you take a while to adapt to then life in, in, in Glatt or in Scotland even? Yeah, it took me some time to adapt. Um, it took me some time to adapt because, um, as I was saying, like, um, in Jamaica, the food, the, the food I eat is a bit different. Um, it's, it's mainly ground food, so it's hard, solid food. And um, it was very difficult for me to get that kind of food here, um, particularly in Ayrshire. So um, in terms of getting a haircut, I need to take the, take the train to Glasgow to get a haircut and then take another train from Glasgow to another place um, to get my food. So it was very, very difficult for me to cope. And um, I didn't have no friends. I, didn't, I couldn't play football because I, I don't know anyone. Yeah. So it was, it was challenging. It was challenging. I see you said... Sorry, Gavin, you go. I'm just going to say, you see me said like hard foods, like solid mm-hmm. food. What, what sort of foods? So it was mainly starchy food. So like we have banana, we have plantain, we have um, stuff that is called yam. So something similar yeah. to a, like um, a sweet potato or an mm-hmm. Irish potato. So those are the kind of food that we eat. Yeah. Um, so it's very challenging for me to get those kind of food and, you know, trying to adapt to the food as well. It was, it was, it was a tough time. So this is maybe on your dietary. Like, what do you mean a haircut? So where would you, how did you find where to get a haircut? So, um, I was actually with my first job. So check this. My first haircut was um, in 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 Kilwin in town centre. It was a, it was a, it was a female barber, and I went in there and she was so shocked. She was like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do here?" <laughs> and I'm like, "I don't really know to be honest." She was like, "I've never cut a, a black person's ear before. I don't know what to do." 
So I said, um, are you comfortable? And she was like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give it a try, but I don't want to mess your hair up. So I was like, you know what, just leave it, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> not, but, no, but I said it respectfully. I just said, yeah, just yeah, leave yeah. it. If you're not comfortable, then uh, there's no yeah. point putting yourself in that stress. I would just stay a couple of months and without an ear cut. And my, my first ear cut was, I came here in January. And my first ear cut was December. No way. Wow. Did you have, oh, I, how, how long was that? Was a photograph of your hair before that? It has to be <laughs> no, a photograph. I was, I was scared of the cameras, me. I was scared of the camera. <laughs> I stayed far away from the camera. <laughs> because just because I'm seeing your hair so short, like, how how was it hard to maintain? Like, what was the? It wasn't because it's, it's it's afro, so it just grows up into a big oh, bush. You understand? Oh my god! Um, did, you, did you have a big afro as well? I did. Yeah, it was, it was about this size, and I'm oh, like, no, I hated it. You should have hated that. It. That would have looked <laughs> so good, man. I should have. I should have. <laughs> Does it get itchy like that? Oh. oh man, don't even mention. Right, Oof. let's just <laughs> skim over that. No, <laughs> 10 months, no, 11 months without hair. Yeah, and um, it was a guy. So when I started my job, I started my first job in Scotland in August. Um, can I forget the 31st of August I started that job. Wow. And um, there was a there was a guy from the Caribbean as well. He's from Barbados there. Wow. Um, so I was I was in my element, you know, um, to find a black guy in 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 the place of work. And we just came, became friends straight away, you know, because um, we can relate to each other. Yeah. And um, luckily, well, at the time, he had like braids. <laughs> nice. So I'm like, there's no point me asking about a barber. <laughs> and then he, he was like, mate, you know a barber? And I would tell you where he I was like, thank God. <laughs> That's my so life. Finished, so you finished that day and went get a haircut? Oh, mate. <laughs> Been like Christmas. <laughs> When did, how how far into um, living in Scotland did you then move to Glasgow? Then was it was that a few years or was it quite a while? Yeah, because um, if I remember properly, I came here in two thousand eleven. I moved to Glasgow in two thousand and fourteen. Fourteen, fourteenish. Right. Um, so so you've been in Scotland for nine years. Yeah, nine years, going on to ten. Oh, so, big celebration! Big, big celebration! celebration. Big yeah, celebration! Yeah. I've got a lovely back garden. <laughs> Hopefully, the sun is shining and I'm all right. exactly. <laughs> uh, but I so so you moved to Glasgow. Did you did you feel kind of instantly a bit more at home because of how busy uh, like you know um, a bit? Aye. So Kawarin as Ayrshire, as you say, is quite a small place. So um, mm -hmm. especially if you're talking to people in the black community, you might have felt a bit more at ease. You know, trying to make conversation and try to talk. Um, exactly. It was a bit easier. Exactly. It was. It was. It was. Because um, when I just moved to Glasgow, I went to. I was just walking about, and then I went to this barber shop, and um, went straight into the barber shop, and I heard the person said, "Wagwan," and I was like, "No, whoa. <laughs> whoa, this is a Jamaican guy." That is a pure scene for a movie. No <laughs> the guy was like, "Wagwan, you coming for a haircut?" And I'm like, "Are you Jamaican?" And me, I don't. I don't even want a haircut anymore. Because we start talking forever, you uh, understand? Oh it's the first God. time since I've been in Scotland I start talking in my own language. Um, so um, I find it easy. And um, where I was living at the time, just two minutes away from where I was living, I can get all my food there. Um, I can go around the corner to see a friend. Um, so it, it was very, very easy for me at that point. What does what does a wagwan mean? What does that what does it mean? It's just like saying, "Hey, what's up? Uh, what's right. happening?" So it is is. Everybody in Jamaica speaks English, yeah, that's just the common, but it's, it's this whole slang and 
Perms yes. and right. So yes. when you first came to Scotland, did you think it was a different language when you heard everybody speak? <laughs> I was struggling big time. Big, lots of, big I have time. lots of stories about that, but you know. Um, just, uh, just, did you feel isolated? Or, like, did you feel you didn't belong, or did you feel it was just a, a foreign land that you just didn't know? Or? Can I be honest with you, mate? I'm, I'm the kind of person, um, and this is what I say to all my friends and my brothers that are growing up, and you know, I mean, I say to my child, um, when, it, when it comes on to you being a person, if you go into Rome, you do what the Romans do. My mom told me that to a limit, to an extent. Um, so I always try to fit in with people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not going to lose my morals and my values, but I try to fit in with everyone. And I wouldn't say I was isolated. Um, I isolated myself from some things that they do, which is not something that I'm used to. Um, but I was actually fitting in with everyone. And everyone kind of liked me in that sense, which I, I really appreciated. So it was no bad vibe between anyone or or myself, you understand? Yeah. So it, it was, it, it was, it was, it was good in that sense. But in in terms of a community, that's what I missed most because I didn't feel like I had a community there. Um, but I wouldn't say I was isolated. No. Good, good. See, see, when you're um, talking about like <clears throat> feeling a bit different, how do you feel? Because I'm assuming, see, in Jamaica, mm-hmm. see, when you're grown up, like I get the sense that you're you're brought up with very like you need to be very respectful to elders and you yes you live by this and that you did you feel that a bit difficult coming here because let's be honest like a lot of people have no respect for <laughs> you know, I, it, so did you find yourself having to kind of bite your tongue sometimes if somebody was disrespecting somebody or? exactly me 100 percent. and um obviously i'm gonna mind my own business and i won't actually go into people's business in that sense yeah but um it's a totally different environment and a brief example in Jamaica, I'm not really sure if the rules are changed now, but you cannot swear on a football pitch. If you swear on a football pitch, you get red carded straight away. Oh, you know. Just so, quick, just, just quickly, the the the, the Premiership's actually going on as we speak. Can we quickly uh, check the score? Arsenal, Arsenal, mind you. We could be the first people ever to put <laughs> voice to what's happening. Yes, uh, everyone's yeah. everyone's not niche. Everything's very boring. No, no. So um, <laughs> you're the most interesting person that I know. Them, so. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> um, so I so obviously you you'd worked um, since you'd arrived pretty much mm-hmm. given that six months to take your time to adjust. When yeah. did you start getting into the, the sort of modelling? How did that how did that come about? Uh, mate, can I be honest with you? Like when I was working, um, I worked in a call centre, small dress. We only we only dressed down on the weekends, and uh, I always try my very best to be presentable. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think I think the way you dress described as a person right. in, in certain senses. So I always try to, to dress presentable. But my friends used to say to me, Grevin, I think you should I think you should go into modeling. And don't get me wrong, it's not something that I was scout, scouted for because I'm not the best looking model. I'm one of the rough ones, right? But <laughs> <laughs> and that's the truth. Jesus that's the truth. Christ. <laughs> Come that's on, the truth. Man. That's the truth. Um but it's one of them things that people always say to me like give it a try and see what happens and I was like, you know what, let me just go for it. And then from from then on, I'm always in it, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that um, I did it. So, see, when you first got the first sort of modelling gig, was it was it kind of based around fitness modelling or was it clothes or what? If I can remember properly, um, hold on. Good, that's a good question, you know? It wasn't around fitness, actually. I think it was a family shoot I'd done. Right. Not I done good. a family shoot. My my first shoot was a family shoot. 
Um, I, I think that's what inspired inspired me to have a daughter, to be honest. Oh wow! <laughs> that's cool. So I did right, so my, my first one with a family show. Were you were you a PT before you were a model, or were you a model before you were a PT? I was a model before. I'm still a model at the moment. Um, I just did yeah, um, and then I became a PT um, only January ago. So you you um, my right saying you've done like Sharaka extra work stuff like that for movies and or TV yes. shows and stuff like that. So you're getting into that as well. Yes, um, but it's, it's, to be honest, it's not my it's not it's not my kind of not not yeah, my tea at all. Yeah. No, I don't really like give it. it a go. Give it a go. Um, as a man, you need to give yourself opportunities and um, yeah. give yourself give yourself options. And um, obviously, if you don't like the option that you're giving yourself, you go to the next one. Um, as long as it's, it's within your bounds and, and your values. Um, so I always try different things. And if it doesn't work and I don't like it, then I just move on to the next. Yeah. And that's that's the way I am, you know. And we always kind of, did you always have the personal training thing in the back of your mind? That you were maybe going to try it one day or? I always want to do it. I always want to do it. But I'm not, I'm not a man that likes studying. I hate studying. So they are. So they are, yeah. <laughs> hate it. <laughs> hate it. And every time um, people say to me, Griffin, you should be a personal trainer. You do so well. And um, I was like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll do it. And then next <laughs> month turned into a year and then a year turned into two. Um, but in terms of me starting out, um, I started out with my last job. I got a new job just before um, July there. And I, I didn't really like it. Um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was stressing me mentally and physically. And I decided that this is the best time for me to take a personal training. And to be honest, it's the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. I definitely this, this is this is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've watched me. I've took my council headphones off, <laughs> and I've got my wireless headphones in. Yes, I'm so happy, yes. man. Start working, start working. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so, it's cool. That, I was going to say. So obviously, you hated, you hated, you hated um, studying. How uh-huh. were, you, were you quite stressed, like through the the process of becoming the PT? Uh, it was it was very stressful. Very 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 stressful. Um, because um, everything that I did was online uh-huh. and um, the company that I did it through, they weren't the best when it comes down to helping or giving information. So, right. it, it, I mean, I, I guess it developed me as a little, uh, a little bit more because it gave me that chance to explore and, you know what I mean, and um, search for information a little bit more. But it was very stressful. Um, I remember a lot of times I had some, some question to ask my tutor and I would just ask the tutor, they don't get back to me like until two weeks, you know? Yeah, so it was, it was challenging. So you were having to ask the questions and then go and find the answer yourself anyway. Exactly, exactly. So, so it was uh, a bit pointless. That could probably that could be a bit of a positive thing as well because you've it probably was. found a lot more information doing that yourself than waiting for somebody to try and explain it to you. It was, it was. But you see, sometimes you know when when you go on Google, for example, and, and search search for for a particular article, um, it's not hundred percent accurate at times, and you may you may you may think it's the right the right answer. And sometimes you just want to reflect the answer to somebody that knows what they're talking yeah. about yeah. Um, and no one get back to you. So at some point you feel like you're winning, but you're losing at the same time until everything is confirmed. So when it comes down to um, getting my, my papers marked or stuff, my exams marked and stuff, um, I was very stressed yeah. because leading up to that point, I don't think I was on the right track, you know? Yeah. And you, 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 in your mind, you're probably thinking you could have completely misread exactly I, you've wrote exactly. something different i know i know exactly what you mean now definitely exactly um back this is a sorry no i think i missed whatever you said there my headphones i did run too far away for the headphones. <laughs> <laughs> i caught up with like a uh, what do you think yourself with regard like 
we spoke of this before, Gav, like, like the or oh, the PT courses and that or two of this and that and the next thing. And somebody like Graven, who's exceptionally fit, healthy man, that's something yeah. you would you could go well. I you can do like a, a six seven yeah. week course and. You can accrue the level three, and I'd never thought it until Graham obviously spoke about it. Uh, uh, but I, it, it's stressy doing it online, man. I feel like that's something that you. I definitely you like stuff that. In, that in a classroom. Exactly. What questions that you're going to have? You're going to have so many questions when it comes to oh, body systems, muscle movements, and stuff. But I keep listening to James Smith in it. James Smith, I keep listening to. He's brilliant, isn't he? Oh my god, man! It's ridiculous the fact that <laughs> the guy has the ability to make you feel like, like that size because he goes through every oh, every single <laughs> thing. That, um, he was talking to me, but he wasn't talking to me. He was, I listened to it as an audio book. I don't read it. Yeah. I'm, I'm lazy. Uh, so he talks about like diets and types of diets. He's listen, mate. He said, I feel like he's speaking to me when he because he's directly. He's like, listen, mate. Diet's a fucking diet, and a calorie deficit's <laughs> a fucking calorie deficit. So, make them hit their protein diet, make them hit their protein targets, and keep a calorie fucking deficit. And I'm like, All right, mate. Sometimes somebody just to break it down. Aye, put, put things in perspective. But I, exactly. I never, uh, never overcomplicated things as like when I was a PT, but I just never thought it could be so simple. Uh, I, I think because somebody's fate is pretty much. No fate isn't in your hands, but you like you're partly responsible for getting to somebody somebody's goals. Exactly. Like you're, 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 you are responsible solely. No, no, you're not because they could you could give them all the tools and they go away and don't do it. No, I know, I know, but ultimately it's only if you give them all the right tools, you're responsible to give them all the information they need to know. Yeah. But I just yeah. think like I, I listen to it now when I'm putting my, my wee girl to bed and I'm like uh-huh. sitting there feeling pure guilty and like that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> why, why would I make things so hard and so difficult and that god <laughs> but no like, like people like yourself who are like you've done sports all your life and you've grown uh-huh. up around like a good diet a good good living and like these are all the tools that you've learned and this is kind of it's, yeah. it's a shame to say like this is the stuff we've kind of had to learn in a sense exactly like, a lot exactly. of people in Scotland had to learn what's a good diet and it's a shame but but sorry, uh, I, just, I felt like I had to say that just as I got up to go, I was like, oh, he's talking about, oh, man. I am <laughs> uh, so, still but, so jealous about the physique you have, man. It's just disgusting. Cheers, <laughs> man. <laughs> but, uh, so we'll move on. But for anybody who's, who's obviously interested, um, when everything gets back up running, you work at an Everlast Gym at the Fort, as you'd mentioned. Yes. Um, you're on social media and stuff. We'll go through that at the end. We can give everybody your links and... Exactly. How, how did you how did you end up there? Was that where you done your? Uh, well, it's actually five minutes away from me, and that's that's the gym I was going before. So, um, a lot of people know me from the gym, and um, five minutes away, nah, I can't really give up that opportunity, oh. you know. Um, yeah, sure. So it was it was a dream. It was a dream. How quickly did you, was that? Was that the first gym you'd worked in since you'd qualified? Yeah, so I quali- I can't, I got qualified. So this is the, the this is what happened. So I left my job in October. I left my job in October because um, I just resigned. I didn't like it. And mm-hmm. then um, I started my studying again. Um, and bear in mind, this is a course I paid for two years ago. Um, wow. And I, was, so I, I, just can, never, I just never just never did it. You just do it whenever you like? It's up, it's up to yeah, you. Um, it was, it was, I think it was, it was valid for, for three years, I think. Um, and you can just do it whenever you want between that period. But I haven't done anything. 
And um, <laughs> I, resigned, I resigned my job in October and I was like, this is the best time for me to just do what I want, take the step and um, just, just go for it, you know? And um, I start my course again in October and I pass everything by December. Good. Um, my level two and level three by December and then I start working in January. Um, so going to the gym, I had this expectation, you know, I was optimistic and um, at, the, at the same time, I was realistic as well, um, thinking that, okay, I need to brace myself for hard times because I need to try to sell myself, try to meet people and greet people. Um, but to be honest, I had a great start and I'm very grateful for that, you know. Um, I started on the 15th of January and by the 15th of February, I had 13 clients, you know what I mean? So it, it, was, it, it, was, it was a dream. It was a dream. That's class. That's really you see, just just quickly, just uh, we level two and level three. Was there any practical? So like, where where would you do your practical exams, or, or was there any, or was? Yeah, so everything needs to be done through video. So video, oh, right, video, cool. videographing. Nice. So I used, to, I used to take my clients to the gym, and then we do that at the gym. But it was a long process, honestly. Never, I would never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so like, within a month, you had thirteen clients. Thirteen clients within a month, mate. And and the thing is. The thing is, I've, I've never lied to my clients, you know, I could have, I could have told them that I've been, in a, I've been a PT for quite a while. And most people um, may see the way I am and think I've been into fitness for a longer time than I actually am. I, I could have lied to my clients, but I just be honest, you know, yeah. and I'm grateful that they gave me the chance to, to prove um, that at least I know something about what I'm talking about. And they give me the chance to be me. And to be honest, within the short period of time, I, get, I got some great results, you know, so I'm, my yeah. portfolio is getting built. And I'm very grateful for that. Definitely. Like, yeah. I think um, like something yourself, as I said, like you fit, healthy, grew up, you know, you've done training when it comes mm-hmm. to your football and stuff like that. It just, when you do your course, all you're doing there is you're, you're kind of departmentalising everything, you're putting everything into like, blocks so that you remember it as like, yeah. you meet a client, exactly. speak to them, it just kind of puts everything in exactly. a step-by-step-by-step by step by step process for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's brilliant, man. That's so good to hear that you're doing so well. Thanks, mate. Get online PT started. Come on, what tools do you need? What tools I will. do you need? I will start it soon. I'll start it soon. As you say, you need to, I think you're right in sticking to what you're comfortable with, eh? because if you started to go out of your comfort zone, but you've never even... Exactly. You've not got the fallback that you can go back to the gym just now. Exactly, Do you know what I mean? So, exactly. But aye, that'll, that'll hopefully come for you as well. Um, right, so... We're going to move on, so a bit more of a kind of serious matters that are going on just now. Um, mm-hmm. It's Good. been it's been massive for the last like, three or four weeks. Um, so and they, they sort of sparked it off as an event of George Floyd um, yeah. dying in America. So it sparked worldwide protests. Um, everybody's gone crazy, and rightly so. Um, Kenny and I have spoke about it, I don't know how many times over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've spoke um, about, yeah. I think three or four podcasts we've on, but... Uh, we, who are we to speak about it? This is, uh, yeah. I just, I just uh, want to know what, what your take on it is, and if you've ever experienced anything like that before, or yeah. not to that extent, obviously. But mm-hmm. I, it'd be interesting to see just to get your views. Um, I mean, racism. When it comes down to racism, racism is a is a complicated subject. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a very complicated subject, and um, on on both sides of the spectrum. Um, it's very difficult, and I, I will try to explain it to the best of, that, um, the best of my ability. Um, I've been a victim of racism before um, here, and um, I was living in America. I was, I was, I was a victim um, in America as well. Um, so I know what racism is like. Um, 
but racism is a thing where I would say it's something that I classified as as three P's. So P P P, and um, the first P is politics. So racism is taught by politics where people are subdivided, and um, some people feel superior and some people feel inferior. Um, then you go down to racism. Racism has been publicized. So if you take a look at majority of, I mean, no. Take a look at the commercials. Commercials start involving black people and mixed people and and stuff like that. So it, it's it's getting there, but before that, um, everything was just white. Um, so everything has been published about black people was on the negative side of the spectrum, um, and that's where the problem was. And then the next P is um, down to parenting, because racism wasn't actually grown into people; it was taught. And um, and, and I think that's where it's coming from: the lack of knowledge and the lack of experience. Um, that caused the world to be so 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 hated and so much hatred in the world. To be honest, well, I, I agree with it. Like the parenting, like it's not like racism isn't genetic by any means. It's like, not hundred percent. It's 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 wild how I just feel like the world's out of control with all this. Like it's so, 100%. what was your what was your first experience with racism? Was it in America? Was yeah, it was America. Yeah. Um, I went to America for an exchange program when I was in college. Um, I had the opportunity to live there, um, but I went over there to work for a couple of months and I was working in this hotel resort. Um, I was working as a pool boy on the pool deck, you know, um, nice. me being happy and bubbly all the time, smiling and saying hi to everyone. Yeah. It was just a norm to me because in Jamaica, our motto in Jamaica is out of men, out of many one people, we're one. So it, it's just a, it's just a comforting vibe when no matter where we are, we try to be as happy as we can. And that's just natural. And, um, I remember I was on the, on the pool deck and I walk around the back to put, put the pool stuff and the, the equipment back and um, these two girls was walking, walking towards me. And I was like, hi, how are, you, how are you doing today? And how's your day and stuff? Um, just normal conversation. And one of the girls start talking back to me. Hi, my day was good. Um, so I said, where are you from? Are you from here? And they were like, no. And the other one ran away. So I'm like, okay, why, why, why did she run away? Like, so I thought she initially left something in her room. Yeah. But anyways, we finished the conversation and I went back to my job. Have a nice day. Went back to the pool deck and was doing my stuff. And um, I was pulled up by, by my HR manager half an hour afterwards saying that um, I was harassing these girls. Um, one of the girls complained that I touched them. Oh, um, and at that point, I was literally more than four meters, six meters away from this person. Um, and I got, I got fired without any investigation no or anything. I got fired straight away. So uh, th that was my first kind of experience. Yeah. And at that point, to be honest, I wasn't even thinking about it as racism. At that point, I was, I was so naive to it because I was, so, I was so young at the point, at that point. But once I get, get a little bit older and start understanding, I was like, no, that's, that's it's so bad, you know? That's mental. I kind of believe that. It's like, I don't know, like me personally, I, I will never know the, the struggle. Well, I don't know if I'll know. Maybe I will in 50 mm -hmm. years' time. Um, but... Me personally, I, I've never experienced it because obviously I'm, I'm a white guy for the UK, yes. and uh, I, I, I personally would never have thought of that. Like an instance, I would never have thought, "Oh, that must be because of the colour of my skin." Like, yes, no, I, I like you personally, like such a happy, bubbly, positive guy, you never exactly. thought of that as well. Like, it's 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 crazy because, um, as I'm saying, it's it's a touchy subject, and um, when it comes on to 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 to, to racism and colour and all that. Um, I'm just going to be honest, 100% honest. Um, 
I've 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 been in places where I get less opportunity because of my skin color. Um, but so. I don't let that. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. But to be honest, I don't let that define me as a person. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, it's just another door that is closed where another door will open at some point. Um, I will get accepted somewhere, uh, and that's what's that's one of the main problem with most black people that I know. Um, obviously, we get lot less opportunities. Um, we, we've been treated less fairly. Um, but that shouldn't stop you from trying to achieve what you want to achieve in life. You yeah, that's which maybe sparked you to try and work for yourself because then you're thinking it's in your hands. You're a, a freelance personal trainer. You can kind of mm. almost dictate your own future without having to even worry about something like that. In terms of in terms of the works that I've been in, my my, my jobs and stuff. Um, to be totally honest, I've never been to a place where I've been treated unfairly in work. Um, I've I've been given numerous opportunities in the in the jobs that I've been into. Um, I'm talking examples and, and experiences outside work where right. modeling, for example, and other experiences that I had. Um, but in terms of me going into personal training on my own, um, that's just a, a personal development kind of thing. Right, okay. That's fine. Oh. Sorry, I want you go on you go. I just does something I was trying I was trying. I had a wee article on like the whole like the lead up towards a uh, like George Floyd and the people before that yeah, sort of things, but yeah. But do you, you think like you do you feel like maybe the colour of your skin or your physique, maybe so much your physique, but the colour of your skin's helped you in any way? Like of course, has been, has been positive in the sense that that's maybe why you're getting modelling because of like your genetics and where you were from. Or, um, yeah, I'm, and and that's what I'm saying. It's like it's 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 two side two sides of the spectrum, and um, if if you look at it in in on, on only one side. Um, you may stop your own opportunities, and that's the reason why I don't look at it that way. Um, if, if I get knocked back by something, there could be clear signs to say, okay, Griffin, you've been knocked back because generally, I, I personally believe that it's a color of my skin or, 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 or just where I'm from, or you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I give myself the opportunity to go somewhere else and search because somewhere it will happen. You understand? So so positive, man. It's just like, it's, uh, like a lot of people. It's just, it's just a shame that something like this has to happen. Um, that's the thing. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's just, it's just terrible that. Uh, do you feel, see, when you were in America, do you feel uh -huh. if the racism in America is much worse than it is in the UK? It is in Scotland. Hundred percent. Because that's why, that's why Kenny and I struggle, or even anybody that I know struggles to understand it. Because for us, that's not even, and that's that's not in our mind. You know, mm -hmm. So that's how we we find it hard to understand why mm -hmm. it's an actual thing. Do you know what I mean? And I always feel, I'd probably say like you spoke about this in the last post, last podcast. Um, I struggle even counting one hand the mm -hmm. amount of even racist comments that you hear. But like, do you know what I mean? Um, but I definitely feel as if in America, mm -hmm. it's like it's, just... it's it's crazy in America. Um, it's it's crazy in America. As I said, I was living in America, so. Um, I faced it. I was living down south as well, so I was down living in the Confederate state. Yeah, I was yeah. living in South Carolina, so um, it was very, very challenging for me down there, um, working alongside people like Mexicans, um, which I love dearly. In fact, I love everyone. Um, but it was just constant struggle for me, myself, and those kind of people um, in life. And one of, one of the things is, and I think that's why the black community has been so so outraged. Because um, as a white person, probably you won't understand what racism is, because um, never. you never you won't you 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 won't understand. Never. There'll, there'll never be a moment where, where I can go, 
I understand that now. We can only go on what people tell us on their experience, and that's how. If I was ever going to talk about a subject in depth, I would only talk about it with somebody who's experienced it, like yourself. And exactly, exactly. So something as simple as um, it's something when 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 you get a racist comment um, that is actually directed to you, it's something that can affect you for a long period of time. Something as simple as going on to going to going on to going on a bus in Glasgow. Um, I see that personally for myself, where um, the black black people coming onto the bus we get expect, um, inspected more than a white person. They look at your ticket for a longer time than normal. Really? And I've seen so many times where I come on the bus and I've been asked to come back to, for them to check my ticket again. And then a white person in front of me went straight on. Um, but if you're not strong enough or strong-minded enough, it could be anything. It could be, yeah. it, it could be generally wanted to see the ticket to see if there's something actually wrong with the ticket. But if you're not strong-minded enough to think that that's, that's the case, you can, can mess it up big time, you know? You can mess it up big time. Funny, because you don't even realise some of the things... Because that, like... You even seen that there. I didn't even realise that was a thing. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. There's, there's all these wee different... Although somebody might not come out and say, you know, a racist comment, or they might not say anything, but, but the things they might do are <laughs> slightly different, it's, it's, and you don't... You don't exactly. It's communication. Exactly. It can be... There's, there's uh, verbal, and then there's non-verbal, where by going, oh, man, oh, oh, can I just see that again? That's... Crazy man. Exactly, man. Exactly. But as, I, as I'm saying, as a as a person, and um, this is what I was I would say to all my black my, my, my black my black community, you know, um, the way it works is, if you're not in a if you're not in a country that is predominantly predominantly black, you will always be a minority. That's the meaning of minority. Yeah. And um, being a being a minority, there's always going to be less opportunities, regardless. Because the perfect example for this, I'm going to give you an example in that sense. Um, so Kenny. You, 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 you're selling a car, for example, right? And um, you put a car up on Gumtree or whatever, you put a car up on Facebook. You're selling a car for 500 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Grevan, as a black person, approached you via, via message or email and say, mate, I like that car. I'm going to come pick the car up. The car is worth 500 pounds. I'm going to pick the car up tomorrow. But Gavin message you as a person and say, okay, um, Kenny, I'm going to come and pick the car up um, because I like it and I live five minutes away or 10 minutes away but I live the same distance. It's only natural for you to sell that car to Gavin. But at the same time, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're racist. Same thing for me as well. I'm a personal trainer. If a Jamaican come to me and say to me, Grevin, I need some training. I need to lose weight. I need to gain muscle, but I'm kind of I'm low on cash. Um, would you be able to help me? More than likely, I would give that person a try. But if another person from a different race come to me and say the same thing, I'll go more on, on a business perspective. But that, does, that necessarily doesn't say I'm a racist. But if you're not strong-minded enough to think about the old thing, you may think it's a racist. It's a racist remark or a racist yeah. tactic. You understand? So that's why I'm saying it's, it's on two sides of the spectrum. Sticking to your race doesn't necessarily mean that you're a racist person. And um, that's what people need to understand a little bit more. Was even even when you speak about race, like um, you're Jamaican, you're not yes. you're not black, like uh, people from America, from America, mm-hmm. you're no no they're African American in that sense, but yes, just because you're it's like so see is is racism a thing in Jamaica? Like, is is white people the the pe- white people in Jamaica suffer from racism? Is there no white people there? Or? So believe it or not, right? There's more Scottish surname in Jamaica than in Scotland. <laughs> right, <laughs> ends my surname Harris. Oh, Harris, so, ah, there you go. Exactly. Eh? 
So Scotland and Jamaica had, had, had something back in the days of slavery. So a lot of Scottish were sent from here back into plantations in Jamaica. A lot of plantations in Jamaica was owned by Scottish. So there's a lot, there are a lot of white people that are physically Jamaican that are living in Jamaica, but they are from Scottish descent. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was saying, living in a place where, you're, where, you're, where that is predominantly black or predominantly one color, um, it's very it's very difficult for you to be racist. There's no point. There's no reason for you to be racist in Jamaica. And um, working in the hotel industry, for for me as a person and everyone that I've worked work work amongst, um, we we treat other other races and other nations like kings and queens when they come to our country, and um, we kind of expect that same kind of treatment wherever we go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Sorry, Gab, on you go. On you go, on you go. No, I'm just going to say because you, even when you're speaking to you, like you're just so positive, just so happy, uh-huh. and you've got uh, a positive exactly. to say, and every and everything that we would class as negative, even talk about racism, and you're saying, you know, and the other side well, of it, like you no, know, everybody's uh-huh. racist because you know that might not make you racist or whatever. So you've exactly. got positive to say. So it's funny because you're like obviously where you come from, you're just brought up. That's where you're brought up. Exactly, and, man. And someday. Like you say in South Carolina or somewhere in Texas when they're maybe classed as extremely racist, they just don't have that knowledge. And they they when you actually sit and think about it, it's like what why is this even a thing? It's it's it's, it's crazy. And it's it's one of the things where I said the three P's, if you remember the three P's I yeah, discussed. Yeah. Um and, and number one is all start from public from from um, politics and publishing. Um even, even even my partner, my partner is Polish and when she was growing up in churches, in schools, history, she never seen a black person. She never been told about a black person. And majority of the people that are growing up just now haven't been around black people. So um, it's all about what the adverse that they see. If you take a look at um, the adverse that are on TV about Africa, it's all about the bad things in Africa, but they don't see the good side of Africa. So automatically, a kid's growing up seeing every day people in poverty, people, people are crying, people are dying they're going to automatically think that we're actually a lower nation than, than what they really are yeah. because mm-hmm. they're not used to seeing people dying. They're not used to seeing people crying for food. So it's all about what, you, what people publish. I've been asked a question before when I came to Scotland. Grevin, do you take, do you take up like a water bottle in your head to, to go for water? Or do, you, do you have a TV? And that's, that's what I'm trying, trying to say. It's all about, all about education. Yeah. Um, because in Jamaica, I live a better life in Jamaica than I li- I'm living here. Yeah. And people won't know that. That's what, I, I, so, so essentially, I have been a bit racist at the start when I was saying, oh, maybe no got iPads in Jamaica. Back then, we didn't. But then we didn't. Yeah. I know, but it's still, nevertheless, I've assumed I made assumptions <laughs> about something that I, I should never have made assumptions about. But again, as you say, it's just, a, it's just an education, it's just information. Exactly. It's, it's different to be curious. Yeah. If you're asking a question to be curious, I'm willing, I'm willing enough to explain to you about your curiosity. Um, but it's about being curious and uneducated at the same time and arrogant. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why people are racist because they don't really understand what a person's life is before being in a country. Because um, many people I know as black people live better lives in their own country than actually in, in Scotland or in America. Um, and, and, and that's for 95% of the people that I, I know of. Um, but these people won't know. Um, as I was saying, for 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 for, for children or kids that watch a TV and see um, the only thing that they see about Africa is people crying, people suffering, people dying. They're going to believe that they're 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 superior than that nation, and that needs to change. 
Yeah, it's disgusting. It's so bad. Um, like, even even uh, I just feel weird speaking about it because like I've I've looked into it, I've watched videos, and I just feel that like it's just shameful. It's sad, I shameful. I, I feel embarrassed. I feel actually this is like weird. I feel embarrassed to be white to be to be speaking about this because. People go, well, have you looked at the stats and when more white people have been killed than, than black people in so many years? Mm-hmm. Well, have you looked at the population in America to see how many people in America are white, black, Mexican? Exactly. Mexican, or any of that? The, 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 the difference in the scale of white and black people is like, I think I saw like 18% of people in America are actually black. So why is only the difference of white people being killed in certain years like 453 exactly. and then 223 well, Disney, right. this doesn't work to scale it, 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 it doesn't work it doesn't work and when, when it comes down to it's, it's difficult for people that aren't racist it's difficult for white people or any other any other nation that are not racist because um when it comes down to talking about certain things um you shouldn't be afraid to talk about certain things you shouldn't be afraid to ask certain questions and i've been i've been in in certain places where for example, in work, I have managers that are find it difficult for to say no to me because they think it's going to come off as a racist comment, yeah. or oh, I'm going to feel it, you know. So, on, on a white person's perspective that is not even thinking about racism, it's very difficult for them as well. And I can totally understand um, because you're so concerned about how you speak, and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that way in this world in this day and age. You understand? Is that like white guilt? Is that, is that a thing? White guilt. White guilt before. Uh, white guilt. Wild, eh? Like, like I've, I've travelled. Like, I've been to, like, Thailand, uh, Vietnam, and mm. Brazil and stuff. And I, I expected to maybe come across and, and like, see mm. the other side of the coin. And maybe, like, I was a minority in that sense. And exactly. Only, it was just the complete opposite. It was like, people were too nice. People were overly friendly. And people, I was like... So it's like crazy how I wasn't right, expecting if you were experiencing it. So I, yeah. I just felt like oh, I was the minority now, and I wonder how this is going to work for me. And it, it just, it just never had that. It's crazy, it's crazy. But I'm, I'm so glad to see so many people coming together. You know, um, yeah, it's, so it's, so it's, yeah. People say that uh, the all lives matter thing, and like, oh, I this is why all lives matter because everybody mm. should care about everybody's life so we should all band together and stop so, exactly man. exactly i'm, I'm so i'm so glad to see so glad to see so many people coming together for a cause you understand and um, um most people will realize that the fight for for equality just now in the black community won't only fix the black community it will fix everything um so it's a fight it's a fight for 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 for, for equality altogether for every nation in the world um, the only thing I don't I don't really agree with is is the is is, is the um, I would say the destructive protest. I think they should protest peacefully. Yeah, um, uh, that's the only thing I'm against. You know, so was, we, we spoke was, about that. Are you okay? Yeah. Uh, we, we spoke. It was weird. It was the day after we actually spoke about the podcast. I was saying I wish I'd <laughs> watched the full Joe Rogan had um, Reggie Yates for the the Late Late Show. Yeah, uh, he was on that, and they were speaking about. How there was all of a sudden these random uh, pallets of bricks uh-huh. and dropped. So the day a peaceful protest was going, they dropped pallets mm-hmm. of bricks um, around the route of the protest. Um, and during, during the during the protest, people started throwing bricks, and apparently there was some sort of uh, what would you say like a investigation or something? I don't know. I'm trying to say that there was rebels within these. Right. 
the realms and that they, they'd organise these people to go in the protests to start the fight. They, they trying to make out as if it was a negative thing these people were doing when they were peacefully protesting. Exactly. exactly. Um, but people were put in these protests to make it as if they were trying to cause anarchy and uh, Joe Rogan said that they caught somebody, pinned them down and they were dressed head to toe in military grade uh, apparel. Well, they had like all sort of like camouflage stuff on, a little black sort of stuff. And it turned out that guy was a police officer, and he was trying, crazy. he was ripping into these these big pallets of bricks and throwing bricks at places, um, trying to kind of make the government he, go. Well, this this is a this is a the government would go. Oh, right, well, right, all, all yeah. Black Lives Matters protests are are causing anarchy within like, these states, so we need to stop them. But as it wasn't, yeah. it was set up by people who. By maybe, people. Aye, I was crazy. I was listening to um, again. It was on Joe Rogan, but uh, Ronnie Coleman. Um, oh, he done one just Olympia. last week. I you listen to that? It's brilliant because he was in the big as Graven was he? Graven. Is <laughs> 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 um, but he was in the he was in the police force. Um, while he was Mister Olympia. Yes. And, he was, and obviously Joe Rogan was talking about which what the situation's been and asking his thoughts on it. And he just said like he said that the, the main problem is. Um, when you think about the, the amount of kind of meetings daily that cops have with the community, it's probably millions, but it's these bad apples within the police. That's He said, I think we should stop focusing on, well, maybe start focusing on people who, like the, the recruitment process and background yes. checks and yes. seeing what these people came from, who their family, what, what their, do you know what I mean, what their morals are? Because that tends to, there's always a bit of a, um, what do you call it? A bit of connect. Exactly. Somewhere, do you know what I mean? I would ask, like, like says, with the three P's. Uh, where, uh, did, where did you learn that? Who taught you that? Like, that's such a positive, like, that should be one of the, the things that's taught to people. Like, that's such a cool know. way of putting it in perspective. I mean, um, it, it just came off from our own knowledge, you know. Um, it's something that I've been thinking about throughout this whole pandemic and throughout this whole um, Black Lives Matter kind of campaign. And um, if you take a look at it, right, I'm, I, and I'm going to touch a little bit about... Um, a little bit about stuff that I know of and I read about and stuff, which I don't want to go too much in politics, but um, in terms of understanding racism, um, and this is why most people most people go go wrong, most black people go wrong, because I don't know if you ever heard on a TV or, or in, in, on a demonstration, you hear people, people asking, black people asking, why us, why so long? Um, they just don't understand why. And it's, it's one of them things where, let's go back to history. So we're going to go back a little bit into history and for you to understand where you're coming from. So we as black people, we, we once ruled, we, we, we once had royalties, we once were kings and queens. Um, but it's more than that now, we're talking about today. But back then, we, we all had that. And one of the things that happened when slavery had started and um, we were distributed different countries in the world, the first people that sold us out to slavery wasn't a white person. You understand? It was, it was black people that sold black people to slavery. So from there, we lost everything. Africa as a country, Africa as a country is the only country in the world that black people are predominant. So that should tell you something. That should tell you, say, okay, look at China. China is taking over the world just now. Places like America are scared of China because they're taking over on a technology spectrum. They come together as a country and build their own 
their, their, their own um, infrastructures. And that's what black people lost. So we lost it from then. In terms of Africa, for example, again, we have the best medical teams, we have the best medical personnel in Africa. But if, a, if an African is ill, he will be traveling to, the, to Europe or the USA for, for treatment. You understand? So we gave, all, we gave away our own strength to other nations and we lost that. I mean, we'll never get it back until we regroup again and come back as a nation. But what I would say to, to all my black people, that like maybe some black people will be listening to this, to this podcast, we just need to love each other. Because on a personal perspective, and I'm talking in general, I've been to so many communities, and even though I've faced racism here in Scotland, I've faced racism in America, I've been to multiple white communities, and I've never felt scared in a white community as I do feel scared in a black community. So it's two sides of the spectrum. We just need to love each other, you understand what I mean, and try to work with each other, help each other as much as we can before we seek love from anybody else. You know what I mean? That's so cool, man. That's, that was good. Yeah, that was quite powerful. Yeah, that, that was brilliant. It just goes to show, like, you pulled, pulled out all the positives again. Like, it's true. It's true, man. You could go and like actually speak about this stuff. Like, I never thought you wouldn't not be educated on it, but it seems like you've went back and you've read. Like, you went. What's the root? What's the actual root? Yeah, of this exactly. Like, wow. Man. You see, it's quite difficult for for probably you to sit and listen to somebody who doesn't know the root. Uh, the, where it's came from and they're just saying stuff just they're jumping on a bandwagon or they're trying to exactly. cause trouble or whatever but uh, so you've actually went back and you understand what's happening and you understand how and how it can get back um to where it was you know what i mean so I, I i don't get it like like if you look at like the modern day like i'm gonna sit and name name names like so if you go like usher uh, Sean Combs, Andre 3000, Lil Wayne, Jamie Foxx, Dr. Dre, this is the list. Dave Chappelle. Okay. Did you watch the Dave Chappelle? Yes, I've seen it. It was good, isn't it? Brilliant. It was, it was <laughs> so informative, but he was still kind of, he made you laugh. Like, exactly, exactly. Um, Kevin Hart spoke about Dave Chappelle, that he could just turn up in any city in America and just tweet, I'm doing a show, and it would sell out. Like, Straight away. That's what he'd done with that that show. He just wanted to get information out there, but he was saying mm-hmm. before, like, done it. I didn't need to speak. Like, why would I need to speak? Like, who am I? And it's just so cool that he's so humbled. He's the humble guy. I like it. Like, um, but then he, the last, like, all these people, like, all these, like, Will Smith, Chris Brown, Billy Mack, Tupac, Whitney Houston, Jay Z, Chris Rock, Tina Turner. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, like all these Barack Obama, like like all these people, exactly. like, so, so. And then that's me without even touching on like athletes, like athletes, athletes as well. around the world. Like the past yeah. three five years, like even back even back Muhammad Ali, like, even the Mike Tyson, exactly Anthony Joshua. Yeah, I, I that was amazing. so many. There's so many more. So just to feel that way, I've, I've put myself under too much pressure there. Like, but like, how is that like all these people that like, people idolize all these people like day in, day out? So it must be a minority that gets a grip of people and maybe brainwash them but it goes back to this see this free piece thing oh my I cannot get enough of that that's so cool yeah, man, it puts man. everything in as a fourth P like perspective like it puts <laughs> it, just, it just 
it just puts everything in a nutshell. It's just like yeah. It's, it's 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 a minority, mate. It's a minority, and you know, um, it, it's it's so good to see like the majority of people just not appreciate love than than the minority, because the minority of of people just not are eat are eating the world. We are the powerful ones, and um, everything 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 is just beyond us, you know. Um, I'm just glad to see that the the majority of people are coming together just now and trying to trying to make a change at least, you know. Great. Trying to make a change. Yeah, that's that's the main thing. Just, just looking kind of like Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, <laughs> Tiger Woods. I can't even believe he's on Google. Michael Jordan. <laughs> so on Google, definitely. I just, I just, I, I've been watching the the Michael Jordan. I've watched the the Last Dance. Like, it's the second time I'm watching. It's it. amazing, isn't it? I just, oh, so I, just I, it's unbelievable. I just don't. I, this is when my brain just doesn't switch between. Uh, you see one side and then you don't realize uh, the other side. Just, so, exactly, you know, exactly. Just, like, so as you can see, like we 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 have, we we as a black nation, um, we have contributed, on on, on in, in the likes of sports, um, in the likes of entertainment, we have done. Oh no! Our country, and and that's what I'm saying. Like it's always going to be eight, because when you realize that there's so many black people are powerful out there, but it still seems like there's no power within the community of blacks. Yeah. People will people will, will then start asking a question: Is it jealousy? Are these people jealous? Are these people hating us because we can do what they can't? But at the same time, everyone can. Any, everyone any, can. Anybody anyone can. Anybody but it's it. it's just it's just just the minority that makes it seem that way. But as I'm saying, like nothing won't change unless until the way that we publish stuff, the way that we do our com or our, our commercial or advertisement. Um, until those are changed, nothing will change. Because um, once you're uneducated about a scenario, whatever you see on TV, whatever you hear on radio, that's what you're going to believe. Um, yeah. And parenting as well, if you can, if you can change your parenting, there's always going to be racism, unfortunately. I'm just, just when you were speaking about like the, the, the like people's knowledge and the, the, the publicity, um, before Facebook and stuff like that, I think only three or four people ruled like the news mm -hmm. as a whole, like what got published. Um, I was trying to find it there while you were speaking, but mm -hmm. I can you find it. But, um, that you're talking about? No, no, not a lot. I'm just saying since like your Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all your social right, medias okay. came along, like, I feel like that's maybe helped. It, obviously, there's still that minority. Yeah. I feel like it's helped a lot in the sense of like bringing like, this fear that people fear people who are black. Like, well, What's the difference between this guy and that guy there? Like, they're just, they're just people. They're just people. Why are you worried about them? Um, so like, that's kind of helped bring a positive towards positive it, people. Exactly. I wish I could find, I wish I could find the, the people who... There's only like four or five people. I can't remember why I've, I've learned that, but that's who learned uh, who distributed mm -hmm. the news and decided what we yeah. said and what wasn't. Exactly. But, and I just feel like I do, this is like I appreciate even coming on and speaking about this stuff. It's not easy for you, especially like, um, but it's, I can't believe how positive, like, how you've managed to spin this. Like, <laughs> I would, it's is that because you've so experienced it so many times, or is that because I've, I've, it's, it's, I mean, you? it's just the thing is, mate, I am who I am, I am who I am, and that's never going to change. I'm always going to be a black person, I'm not going to change my skin color, you know, so yeah. I remember walking in the town and this guy came over to me and said, he said some racist, racist comment about being black. Black boy, when did you go back to your country? 
Oh and my god! Made the only thing I, I wasn't even I wasn't even angry. I wasn't even probably if I was drinking, then it's a different story. But I was sober. <laughs> but I just looked at my skin color and said, "Wow, I'm black, mate. I've been in Scotland for so long. I thought I was getting white. Thank you very much for reminding me." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's, a, it's it's about appreciating the blackness and. You know, if 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 you be negative towards a negative situation, there's only going to be a negative outcome. Um, and as I'm saying, like the only thing I would say, I would say to 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 any black people at the moment, don't take no as racist, because so many people hear the word no and think that okay, it's because of my skin color. It doesn't necessarily mean that. You understand? I have experiences where I've been telling no because of my skin color, but that doesn't mean that should stop me from achieving stuff. That doesn't mean that should stop me from actually blending in society. We should just get together and say, okay, mate, I'm black. I love it. Let's just do what I have to do. Give myself different opportunities. If that doesn't work, you go to something else. One of the doors may open. You never know. You may be around 10, 5, 15 racist people, but at the same time, one will accept you. Yeah. You understand what I mean? And that's just the cycle. Just keep Keep going and keep being positive. Keep being who you are and don't be ashamed of it. Yeah, I Sorry, guys. I'm just I'm sitting here going, oh, it's so positive. It's so positive. Like, but like, well, why not be positive? Like, like what? Like, anybody can be positive and like, um, it doesn't mean just a racism, but like, yes, the Rock had nothing. The Rock had what seven cents or something like that's the name of his company. Like, yeah, it wasn't because it wasn't because he was black. It was just because he wasn't. He wasn't good at American football and he invested so much in it and yes. he just worked so hard. I think a lot of, a lot of things boil down to like saying, maybe going, well, it's no racism, it's just because I'm, I'm not good at that thing. Exactly. Now, so, so maybe be better at something else. Exactly. Rather than I feel like, oh, I don't feel like this. I just this popped in my head. Sometimes people put down to racism because they don't want to accept or know really good it's, at something. Exactly. 100%. I just feel bad saying that because that's pure white guilt. This white guilt thing is just... It's not white guilt, mate, because I'm saying that too. And it's true. It's true. It's 100% it's true. It's crazy. Like, it's just... It's just that it's no nice to feel, feel that way. It's no nice to feel that there's... Maybe, oh, I shouldn't say that because of that, but... But exactly. I can't believe how positive you are, man. This is, this is something that... Like, <laughs> You're way too good for this podcast. Just <laughs> Positivity is a richness, mate. I wish I was. I wish I was rich. I wish I could transfer it into monetary terms. Uh, you know, uh, it's just we'll, we'll, we'll be going to holiday in Jamaica. What we'll try and do is we'll try and get the three P's trending. That's yes, cool. that's, 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 that's what that's what we're like. you definitely thought of that though. Like you didn't just find it on Google or that. Like because I've been hundred percent. You're the keys in my my. my, my that's amazing I, 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 I just kind of go over how how you've come up with that I just I, I would love to know the process here but it's just you've just came up with it boom like that's how good you are he's handsome he's fat he's he's hair like, like who's cutting your hair during lockdown <laughs> you know I had my barber came over the last couple of weeks I need to get a haircut again mate because I'm I think I'm I'm looking a bit like a caveman now but um, my barber came over two weeks ago to get my haircut I was so I was so happy about it you know what I mean uh, yeah, I, I need, Kenny and I, I definitely need a haircut eh 100% man <laughs> like, getting, it's, yeah, no, it's just, just, just because you can see all my greys so <laughs> it's crazy man um, bye so mate what a pleasure Thanks very much for coming on. Mate, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. My first ever podcast. It definitely will be a last mate because you were too good at no. that. <laughs> first <laughs> ever podcast. <laughs>
Um, just quickly, just if I was googling the football scores there, Man City yes. one nil. But um, Raheem Sterling, he's a big advocate for it. Eh? They've, they've started. Yes. This is going back again. Like they've done like the the bands thing, the black and white bands, and then they've done like show racism, the red card, and yes, and they've done another, they've done another thing tonight. I just seen clips of it on the news. Mm-hmm. He's so big on it, like, and he he is, no man. wonder, he like, is. he gets so he has been really, really ridiculed for the color of his skin, which is disgusting. It, it's bad. Um, but I just wanted to touch on that there. Just, just I saw he scored. He scored the first goal for <laughs> Man City there. Well, that's. I, I don't like it for that because I'm a Arsenal fan, man. Oh my god! <laughs> Are you? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You should hey. remind me about that. Who, who's your favourite Arsenal player? Who's your favourite Arsenal player? Was Art Thierry Henry, mate. Thierry Henry was the best oh, thing ever. I loved Henry, man. Oh, Actually, man. I couldn't believe that the finesse that guy. I mean, it's a if It's a French thing, but <laughs> just oozed class. I bet you can oh, still play. He still it's does. Me. I was going to say he still does. Like he's he's so amazing, isn't he? It's a shame Stop Arsenal, eh? Arsenal is just... I don't know, Who's, uh, just quickly before we finish, who's your favourite um, other Jamaican sportsman? I would say Usain, because um, before him, there weren't any, anyone that was high, high up in the spectrum, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm going to say definitely 100% Usain Bolt. Right. And I hope I can meet him one day, by the way. Oh, me too, mate. <laughs> I would be amazing, wouldn't it? I think it podcast. would be, it would be, hi, Jeff, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'd need, we'd need get Evan to meet him and just by chance, like recommend. just, just remembers us. Like, <laughs> that, oh, like, Jesus, like, that guy just, just so cool. Like, I had 10 chicken nuggets. I went a wee run and it turns out I'm the fastest guy ever and broke a record. Cool. Eh? No. <laughs> there we go. But right, guys, absolute pleasure, mate. As I say, again, Graven, thanks very much, mate, for coming no on. No worries, mate. Been a breath of fresh air. Big time. Thank you, mate. We've got Thank an intro mate. that has your, your Instagram. But is that all you're on? Yes, so my, 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 my personal training platform is Graven Harris PT um, on Instagram. And um, you can find me there. Um, yeah, at the moment, um, in terms of content, I'm a bit quiet, but there's work in the, um, in the making. Um, and that's something I'm going to do in the next couple of months. But um, big, st- big things to come because I believe in what I do. Definitely, um, man. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll, I'll, I'll get what I want, you know. Brilliant. Yeah, hundred percent. What is your main goal? What, what are you looking for? Do you want to run your own gym? Or? Yes, mate. I want to have my own gym space at some point. I want to have my own gym space, um, and train from my own gym and stuff. So fingers crossed that will happen in the next couple of years. Definitely, a focused person. Yeah, very, very focused. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Take care, mate, and all the best, man. Hopefully, sometime soon when you get your own gym space, we can come yes. down and uh, definitely look at it. Maybe no train, but. <laughs> <laughs> all right, no worries, mate. Right, thank you for having me, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.